Uh, so, hello, everybody. Um, this has been an incredible marriage exercise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not only did our marriage survive it, I think it enhanced it. It's been enhanced from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, deciding to speak together uh, tonight is it's us surrendering to God hmm. for more than 30 years that we've been married. Um, we have spent so much time focusing on how different we are, um, how different we think, how different we do things, and um, how different we go about things. We're just, we're polar opposites. And um, we thought our differences were a weakness in our marriage, hmm. but they're actually a gift from God. Yeah. So we were missing a really important ingredient, though. Sharing Jesus Christ in our relationship. Yeah, true, true. I mean, I'm doing something tonight that I thought I'd never do, and I said I would never do when we first got married. And that's but it was his idea. What, ma <laughs> wearing matching shirts. With, I, 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 so never say never, his guys. Idea. Never say never. We're, we're like Twinkies. We're like golden Twinkies. Golden yeah. Twinkies. So, yeah. yeah. So, so is everybody familiar with the what would Jesus do? I know that uh, this was something like back in the 90s that was a big thing, the what would Jesus do? And I, I've kind of revived it for myself. And it's not asking the question because we know. We, we know what he would do. Um, but it's really more in my day when I don't have the right attitude. It's like, you know what Jesus would do. Fix it, you know. <laughs> Fix it. Change it. Fix it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So a while back, uh, I got this vision. This is quite a while back, and I've been sitting on it. I just remember waking up uh, somewhat ashamed when I got this vision because it, it was, I wasn't doing what was, was, was shown to me in that, in that vision. I woke up feeling quite uh, turned off, and just this, God was trying to show me something and, and that he wanted more. So that's where I want to go, in, go into more tonight, what, what he wants of, of us and, and, and me tonight. Yeah, and, and a few months later, um, God shared a vision with me while I was actually while we were sitting in church during worship. Uh, but I'm a knucklehead, so I second-guessed it, and then I dismissed it. But it was a seed planted, and it, it's been growing in me. So um, we want to share that with y'all tonight. Um, with your help, we'd like to do a little demonstration. It's still light outside, so I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. But hey, we're gonna we're just gonna shoot for it. So could everybody get your cell phone out? Most of you have one, so get it out for me, if you would. Um, now, big question: Does everybody know how to turn your flashlight on? Uh, you showed me it ten times today, so I hope I got it down. Yeah, it's a swipe up. Yeah, oh, there. Okay, um, so in a, just a minute, I'm going to ask um, Katura to shut all the lights off. Um, I've lost my place, sorry. And then Jamie and I will come around, and we'll touch a shoulder. So don't turn your flashlights on yet. You're going to do it when you are touched. So when um, you feel the touch on your shoulder, you turn your flashlight on, and you hold it high, okay? And then you're going to go... Find someone who doesn't have their light on, and you're going to touch them. And we're going to go on like that until hopefully everybody's lights are on, okay? All right. So and then until, keep them on until we um, ask for the overhead lights to be turned off. Okay. So 
Can you turn the lights off for us? Thank you. Can these turn off or no? Yeah, perfect. Y'all are awesome. Y'all are so fantastic. So everybody hold your flashlights high and stay in your place once everybody's lights are on. You are a light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Yeah. Amen. Um, thank you for shining your light. And this is beautiful from here, guys. Um, if you can turn the lights, overhead lights back on. Thank you. Thank you for participating. Put all my phones away. Ah. Kind of shake it out a second. Okay, so what we just did, it, it was a simula simulation of the vision that God had shared with me while I was sitting here. One that I um, dismissed because it didn't seem novel, it didn't seem new. We've, we've all read the scripture, we all understand shining our lights. Um, but it continued to grow. And so the vision that I had was I, I was floating I was looking at the world from space, and the earth was really, it was dark, very dark, cold, desolate. Then over, I saw some lights, just a scattering, just a scattering of lights. They were really dim, and then they spread a little bit, and then I waited, and they spread a little bit more, and then they got brighter. Mm. That's us. Mm. That's us. We're the lights. True story. God wants us to let our light shine, to give glory to our Father in heaven. He wants us to share it with someone who is in the dark right now. Yeah. It goes along with my vision. It was, uh, it was like, oh, I was six to eight months ago. And uh, in this vision, I was in this beautiful setting, a, a feast, a wedding feast. And it was, it was a heavenly feast because thousands and thousands of people. And I just remember all the, the men in white tuxedos, all the women in white uh, wedding dresses, and, and it was a beautiful setting, fellowship and joy, and I just remember seeing a, a receiving line to greet Jesus, and he was all lit up, and then, and then this receiving line, there was this people going through and hugging and embracing and taking their time, and, but the line came to a standstill for quite some time, and uh, I look over, and this woman has clung to Jesus, mm -hmm. and uh, she won't let go, and I, I see this face, and it's Sheila. And you know that face that Sheila has when she, when she worships? And I, I saw it especially when, when Anthony and Sheila were, were, in, were in quarantine. It was just them on stage. Yeah. And she's lost in this. And I'm thinking, I think, she, I think you, you're, you're, we're better that you ha we're back here. I think you we wanted us back. But <laughs> at that moment, she's just lost in it. She could care yeah. less whether we're here or not, right. you know, in that moment. And that was that look. But yeah. finally, Jesus had to peel her off of him. <laughs> he had took a breath. And and then he, he 
He's speaking to all of us now, and he says, Beloved, you may have me whenever you want. I'm here with you for eternity. But I need you, and I pop back to reality, but I need you to do me a favor. I need you to tell the others. And as I woke up out of this dream, realizing, man, I'm not in heaven anymore. i got to go to work. And, and I'm realizing yeah. I just, I, it's this phrase, it, we must tell the others. We yeah. must. Amen. We must and, uh, So I, I got this vision of, of uh, sharing that, just we must. We, mu- we have to do it. And, and John the Baptist, the very witness of Jesus' first coming, shows us the way you know, to represent how, how, to his second coming. And for the first coming of Jesus, there's only one witness. There was one man with that voice in the, in the darkness. Here we have a whole body of believers to point the way to Jesus' return. Yeah. And uh, so we're, we, are, we are to be kingdom influencers while we're here. We know where we're going, but let's, we need to grab hold and be that kingdom influencer. And yeah. in John 1, verse 8, it says, I love this, John himself was not the light. He was, simple. He was, a, he was simple a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Well, yeah. John, John wasn't light, but Jesus is asking us to be the light. Unlike John, we are to be lights as well as witnesses to yeah. his, his coming. So yeah. it just spoke to me that uh, we, we are to do, do more, more than John, actually. So. Yeah. so God wants us to shine our lights. He wants us to be witnesses for Christ. It's a humbling privilege. And I really love the term Jamie used, um, kingdom influencers. Yeah. I, I want to be a kingdom influencer, don't you? I mean, yeah, for sure. That's what we want to do, but, but how? I'm glad you asked. No. <laughs> but I have this phrase that I've come up with this lately that I'm trying to, trying to really work on. It's bear it, wear it, and share it. Bear it means you pray into the boldness of God to put you in the right place at the right time, the right, put the right people in your path to put... Not only that, he's, he's saying that the, the fruit is ripe for the picking. So you just put people in our place that, that we, all we have to do is reach out and, and, and pick that ripe fruit yeah. um, to pray into that. And where it is going out with the right amount of salt each day. Um, that is halfway through, the, not getting it watered down or losing that salt, or in my case, a lot of the time, getting way too salty. It's like you become, I don't know about you, but you become like that surly sea captain that you, I just want everybody to walk the plank by the end of the day. You know, you're, so, so and actually you can eat something that, that doesn't have a flavor to it, but it's hard to eat something with way too much salt. So be, be the, with the right amount of salt. Uh, so, and then share it. The best way I know how to do it, the only way I know, is tell your story. Everybody here has a unique story to tell. And, and my story is how I was before Christ. And now the man I am becoming in Christ. That story is worth telling. I think everybody has that story to tell. And so let's, let's share that. Let's share our own individual story with, with others about Christ, how he came to us, got us. So. I believe a very important way of witnessing is living a Christ-filled life, a kingdom-focused life. Um, I, well, we were, were led to a renewal of our relationship with Jesus um, and to this church, actually, um, through some people who had a thing. It was that thing. We didn't know what that thing was, something different. And, um, yeah, at the time, we were like, it's that thing. We discussed it at they the house. They were a little like, weird. No, come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're um, weird. But now we know what it is. Um, it was Jesus' light. It was shining out of them. And 
they were living a kingdom-focused life, and, and that's all they needed to do. Not a word was said about God, about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. They just lived it. Yeah. So now, the more I pray, the more I read his word, the more I surrender to him, the more I want to pray, the more I want to read his word and know more, the more I want to surrender to him. Um, I believe that can't be contained. It bursts out of us and it spills out into every aspect yes. of our life. Amen. And it's Jesus' light. Don't we just want to spread it everywhere? Yeah. Every day, I want to wake up. I want to choose him. Jesus. I want to represent him. And I want to surrender him. And I want to share him with others. Yeah, yeah. At our uh, Wellspring uh, small business meeting last week, we had a teacher come in. And he talked about living that life of Jesus and and. Uh, that uh, fulfilling the, the purpose in, in that uh, propelling Jesus' name in our, in our workplace. And, glorifying and Glorifying God, God yeah. and, and, and how we can glorify God mm-hmm. as small business, as business owners. And we, me and Jennifer got home, and it's like, man, that's, that's just exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, we can do it at the grocery store. We can do it yeah. at, at every workplace. We can do it in our homes, our family. We can do it everywhere we go. And so next time you see Rabbi Wigden, Good teacher. Make sure you. I'm, I'm trying to start. I'm, I'm trying to start a new nickname for Jared, Rabbi Wigden. He's a, he's one. He's a very good instructor and good teacher. So, thank you, Rabbi Wigden, for that yeah. that instruction and that encouragement. Because you know, so. But, <laughs> but well, be, we we all have issues. Well, I know I do. Um, things that we feel may prevent us from being witnesses. God wants to use us, hmm. but He wants to use our weaknesses. God has grace for us, and um, in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul tells of the thorn in his flesh that keeps him from becoming proud, and he asked the Lord three times to take it away. In verse 9, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness, and then Paul says, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. So you don't have to be perfect witness. We don't have to be, have a perfect appearance in our lives. Mm. Our struggles make us relatable. Our vulnerability totally makes us re, um, relatable. Yeah. So it's just testify. Testify what God's done for you, the changes. And he's not done. He's going to yeah. keep doing yeah. it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's share it. It's yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So, so many times I leave the house, you just want to blend in. You want to melt it. You want to just, just get the day over with. You want to get into it. You want to hide. You want to be left alone. You want to stay hidden. But uh, so, so I put on my hoodie. I go to work. And I just, just leave me alone. I want to do my thing. And I think it's time for me to take the hoodie off, take, take my covering off, and have a better purpose, you know, to let that light shine. Mm-hmm. And we must let that light shine for people to see who we are and yeah. who we want to become in Jesus. You know, that's, to me, that's yeah. important. Um, and I'm an introvert. I'm often awkward, almost bit, yeah. always awkward in conversation. So if I ever say anything that's weird, just let it go. <laughs> um, I love to stay at home when I do leave my house. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and I'm sure that I have avoided at least one person in my path every time I've left the house. But y'all, I, I really did get to thinking, and um, what if that person was the person God wanted me to witness to? Mm. 
somehow. That prayer I've been praying, asking God to use me, and I missed it. I don't want my will. I want God's will. And I want to do that. And to do it, I think I got to just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, that's how we grow. Press in. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, Philippians 1.6 says, um, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. He's, how comforting. He's going to work on me forever. Thank goodness. (laughs) God's working on me. I, I know he's working on each of you too. And so just let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And here's what I thought. I thought, how about every time we leave the house, every time we go and spend time with others, how about we view it as a mission trip? Everybody wants to go on a mission trip, right? Uh, yeah? I mean, let's do that when we leave our house. Let's go on a mission trip. Yeah. 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 Let's use it to be a witness, to love and encourage others, to pray for them, yeah. to to glorify God. God is calling people out of the darkness. He's calling them right now. Let's ask him to use us. And then let's trust. Let's trust that he will fill our hearts with his words and his grace. Let him give us his heart as we reach others for him. Yeah. And let's be those kingdom influencers. Yeah. So in closing, I want to tell a story about this uh, American. On the evening of April 18, 1775, there was a man who got his name in American history books. Because uh, uh, his voice was louder than everybody else's. Okay, he went up, up and down the East Coast yelling, the British are coming, the British are coming. Now, I read all about Paul Revere, and that's the only thing that stands out in his life. He, what, he didn't do anything. He was a silversmith. He was, uh, he was in the military, but nothing else stood out except for this... He was the, the voice that told everybody the British were coming. How much more to be in God's history book, you know, to have your name in his Amen. history book for, yes. for that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. So there was a poem written about this man by, uh, by uh, uh, Longfellow. And I, it, it was very biblical and it spoke to me. And I, th- I think I'm going to share it with you. Just a little snippet of it. And uh, so here it goes. So through the night rode Paul Revere and, and through the night went the cry of alarm to every Middlesex village and farm, a cry of defiance and not of fear, a voice in the darkness, a knock at the door, and a word that shall echo forevermore. For born on that night, wind of the past, through all our history to the last, in the hour of darkness and peril and need, the people will waken and listen to hear the harrowing hoofbeats of that steed and the midnight message of Paul Revere. I think God's trying to say that it's darkness is coming, but we need to be that voice. In Romans 8, verse 19, the, the Passion Translation really speaks to me. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Uh, I, I don't know how to... Read it again, because when he read this scripture to me, I said, read it again. Read so, it again. <laughs> the, I read it like five times. Yeah, the, the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. I mean, so, yeah.
So <laughs> the entire universe yes. is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. And, you know, I, I think in that hour of darkness and peril and need, the people will waken and listen to hear. Yeah. yeah. It's time to shine our lights, and it's time to tell the others. So I'll do my best. Hear ye, hear ye, the king is coming. Amen. The king is coming. Amen.